The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, I glorify your name. I give you praise, Jesus. You've been so gracious and so good to us. Now, Lord God, has always allowed me to speak with holy boldness, but yet with compassion. Cause the anointing that rests on this ministry to lift burdens, destroy yokes. And Lord God, continue to confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and thank God. On tonight, there are three passages of scripture that I want to show you. I'm going to move kind of quick. So I'm going to what 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 I call pour a gallon into a pint. So I'm going to move kind of fast. So there are three passages of scripture. The first one is the ninth chapter of Matthew, verse 27 and 28. The ninth chapter of Matthew, verse 27 and 28. In the King James Version, it says, when Jesus departed thence, Two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he saw or when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? Or do you believe I'm able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. And then if you go to the 10th chapter of Mark, the 10th chapter of Mark, verse 27. The 10th chapter of Mark, verse 27. And Jesus looking upon them, saying, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And then the last uh, passage is in the same gospel of Mark, but go back to the ninth chapter of Mark. The ninth chapter of Mark, verse 23, Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. We'll hold it right there. My subject for tonight is the power of your belief. The power of your belief. And if I would uh, subtitle this, I would call it. What do you believe? What do you believe? So now what is it that makes this subject of belief so important? Why is belief so important? Because it's through your beliefs that's going to determine decisions. It's through your belief that's going to determine directions and even your destiny in life. You see, all of us, we all make decisions. We all made a decision that we were going to come to church on tonight. So we all make decisions in life, and those decisions are based on our beliefs. And it's through those decisions that's going to map out the direction of our life that's going to lead to a destination. And I say that, and I've taught this many, many times before that, what you believe is where you'll end up. Stay with me and I'm going to work with that. What you believe is where you'll end up. 
In other words, all destinations in life are determined by what's in your believing system. You don't have to turn to it, but remember Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Or we could easily say, for as he believeth in his heart, so is he, or so he becomes. So now it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to always move in the direction of what you think about the most. And whatever is in your heart will come out. You don't have to turn to it. Jesus said this in Matthew 12, 35, that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart or out of the good deposits of the heart brings forth or manifests in life good things. Then he also said, but an evil man out of the evil treasure or deposits of the heart brings forth or manifests in his life evil things. So what am I saying? The heart is your believing system. Therefore, everybody gets a return on their deposit. Whatever you've deposited in, you're going to get a return. Everybody gets a return on their deposit. Now, I want this to really sink in so that you, 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 uh, you'll get this. What you believe, you'll eventually become. Tell somebody that. What you believe, you'll eventually become. What you believe is where you'll end up. Now, keep in mind, as I said, it's through your personal beliefs that determines the kind of decisions that you choose. And it's through those chosen decisions that's going to map out and even gives vision to the direction of your life. And that direction of your life is going to lead and end with a destination. Now, what about decisions? Decisions are seeds. Repeat that after me. Decisions are seeds. So every decision you make is a seed that will manifest in your future. A good decision is a good seed. A bad decision is a bad seed. There's a destination to every decision in life. That's why there's no such thing as coincidence. You know, things just don't happen for no reason. Hallelujah. So there's a destination to every decision in life. I'll take it a step further. What you believe can even affect the quality as well as the quantity of your life. Proverbs 18, 21, many of us know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, what you believe, you eat. And what you eat, you will say. Your words will express what you believe. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You see, I learned some time ago that even death is not determined by some incurable disease.
Just let that just meditate on that. If death and life is in the power of tongue, death is not determined by some disease or some bullet. Hmm. Even uh, life is not determined even by a healthy body. But death and life is determined by what you believe and what you say. Now, sad to say, there are a lot of Christians, I'm not sure about here, but there are a lot of Christians in America who don't believe that. They don't believe that they don't believe you can determine some realities in your life, including living or dying, including living healed or living sick, including living in prosperity or living in poverty, including living in peace and joy instead of living in fear and depression. There's power in your belief. Tell somebody that there's power in your belief. Let me take it a step further. Proverbs 4.23. Fourth chapter Proverbs verse uh, uh, chapter 4 verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. There are other translations. New Living Translation says guard your heart. Above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In the complete Jewish Bible, it says it like this. Above everything else, guard your heart, for it is the source of life's consequences. So what am I saying? The borders and the boundaries of your life is within your believing system. Either you're going to be limited or limitless by what you believe. You're going to be bound or free by what you believe. A while back I received this, uh, this revelation or this truth on one of the ways how Satan, the devil, the enemy, how he can derail your destiny in God. The Lord told me like this, if he can get you to change what you believe, he can change your destiny. If the devil can get you to change what you believe, he can change your destiny. You see, I've seen people miss their destinies. I've seen people get off track because their beliefs change. In my 36 years of ministry, I started in ministry as 20 years old. In my 36 years of ministry, I've seen ministers leave the ministry. Why? Because their beliefs change. Some were once on fire for God. Some were moving towards the things of God. But then some challenges in life, circumstances change. And guess what? Their beliefs change. And eventually they ended up going in a different direction. 
Is there any scripture on that? Hebrews 3, the third chapter of Hebrews, verse 12. Third chapter of Hebrews, verse 12 says, take heed, brethren. Brethren, in other words, believers. Lest there be any of you in an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. There are a few translations says, so brothers and sisters, be careful that none of you has the evil thoughts that cause so much doubt that you stop following the living God. Another translation says, so brothers, be careful that none of you have an evil, unbelieving heart that will stop you from following God. Another translation says it like this. Brothers and sisters, pay close attention so you won't develop an unbelieving heart that causes you to abandon the living God. I'll give you one more how the message Bible says. So watch your step friends. Make sure there's no unbelief lying around that will trip you up and throw you off course, diverting you from the living God. So why am I saying this? Because this lets us know that unbelief can get you off course. It can get you off course and cause you to stop following where you're supposed to go. Once again, the devil is always trying to attack your beliefs. He's always trying to attack your beliefs. Because it's your beliefs that can change your destiny. If your beliefs change, your destiny can change. See, just think about it. Maybe some of you know someone who was once on fire for God. Who once maybe came to church just like you did. But then for some reason things changed. And they don't believe like they used to believe. And now, instead of going towards the things of God, their life is in a totally different direction. Oh, my. Tell somebody, if your beliefs change, your destiny can change. Now, that works on the other side, too. You know, you start believing the things of God, your destiny can change. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, why do I emphasize that? See, because don't ever believe that purpose or what God has called you to do is an automatic conclusion. See, there's no biblical truth to what's meant to be will be. You see, only the plan of God is guaranteed. But you see, God's will for your life is decided by you lining up your life with his will. And belief is vital. You see, the plan of God, the plan of God is going to happen whether we believe it or not. But the will of God for your life or you fulfilling your purpose in God is determined by you believing and living out that purpose. There's power in your belief. Tell somebody again, there's power in your belief. You see, we all have a set of beliefs 
There's no such thing as a non-believing person. You know, there's either belief or unbelief. There's no such thing as a person believes nothing. There is no non-believing person. There's either belief or unbelief. And to be honest, unbelief is really alternative belief. In other words, the reason you don't believe something is because you believe something else. And to be honest, belief and unbelief is what I call a simultaneous reaction. In other words, belief and unbelief, they operate at the same time. Once again, in order to have belief in something, I automatically have to have unbelief about something else. In other words, let's say if I believe it's cold outside, then I also don't believe it's hot outside. If I believe it's cold outside, that means I don't believe it's hot outside. If I believe it's hot outside, that means I don't believe it's cold outside. If I believe it's raining outside, that means I don't believe it's dry outside. <sighs> See, if I believe you love me, then I don't believe you hate me. If I believe you hate me, then I don't believe you love me. You see, if I believe on this, then I automatically don't believe on that. What's another example? Here's an example of a this. Healing. Now, what is a that? Sickness. So now, if I believe I'm healed, then I don't believe I have to stay sick. You see, it works both ways. See, if the doctors give me a negative report, then the only way I could not accept that report is because I believe God's report. So in order for you to believe God, then you don't believe the devil. On the other hand, if you don't believe what God says, is because maybe we believe what someone else is saying. So unbelief and belief, they work at the same time. Can I go further? Let's go to Mark, the fifth chapter of Mark. The fifth chapter of Mark, fifth chapter of Mark. And this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Fifth chapter of Mark, beginning at verse 1. No, verse 21. Fifth chapter of Mark, verse 21. says, when Jesus was passed over again by a ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, we call it Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Let me say that again. He comes to Jesus and says, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and that she shall live. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Then the story picks up a certain woman with an issue of blood, 
for 12 long years and so on and so on. And then, you know, talks about the woman with the issue of blood. And, and, uh, and then she built her faith up and said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole and all of that and all of that. And, 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 and then she touched him and, and Jesus goes, who touched me? And, and disciples like, listen, Jesus, everybody and their mother-in-law is touching you. But he says, no, somebody touched me with some faith because I feel virtue. I feel power has gone out of me. Now, you all know the story. We don't have to read that. And then it says in verse 33, uh, the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done at her, fell down and told him all the truth. Now, keep in mind, they're in the midst of going to Jairus' house. And here comes this Pentecostal woman, Baptist woman, Catholic woman, wherever you are. She's now giving her testimony. You know, so she's telling them all the truth. And Jesus says, hey, okay, daughter, thy faith is made behold. Go in peace. But now look at verse 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Only believe. And then it goes on to say, and he suffered no man to follow him except Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was coming, he said unto them, why make ye ado of this weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleeping. They laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he took the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto Talakumi, which is being interpreted, Daniel, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel rose and walked, for she was at the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Now, there are, there are a couple quick things in, in, that I want to point out. Now, if you, you notice, Jesus tells Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. You see, fear comes to reverse your beliefs. Fear comes to reverse your beliefs. So then in verse 36, I'm going to read what it says in Amplified Bible, verse 36 of that Mark 5. It says, overhearing but ignoring what they said. Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. In other words, Jairus, don't let what they said to reverse your belief in me. See, this is, this is what Jesus is saying. He said, listen, he overheard them, but he ignored it. And he said, Jairus, don't you get in fear. Don't let what they said reverse your belief in me to unbelief. Because the moment, Jairus, the moment you believe them, then you stop believing me. But as long as you have belief in what I say, 
then there's still unbelief in what they said. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So what does fear do? Fear comes to reverse your belief. Tell somebody that fear comes to reverse your belief. And we know the rest of the story. And then even as we read the rest of those verses, a couple point things here. Even in verse 37, Jesus didn't let anybody continue with him except Peter, James, and John. Now, why do I stress that? I learned some time ago that sometimes I have to separate myself from those who don't share my beliefs. See, it's not that you're trying to, 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 to be mad or evil or nothing like that. But there comes a time, sometimes you just have to separate yourself. It might be your cousin. I still love my cousin. But there comes a time that I may have to separate myself because of their beliefs or their unbeliefs. Why? Because you can keep hanging around people who will eventually get you to reverse your beliefs. So now what happens when they when they got to the house, when Jesus, J.R.S., when they got to the house, it's full of belief, but it's full of belief in what the people saw. In other words, they're crying because they believe she's dead. And once again, in verse 40, they all crying. What did Jesus do? Did Jesus give them a Kleenex? Did Jesus say, oh, it's going to be all right. Wipe those tears from your eyes. No, he didn't do that. Jesus said, get out. See, that doesn't seem Christian-like, does it? It seemed like they crying Jesus could have some sympathy. But see, this was, this was nothing personal. Jesus was there because of the belief of Jairus. And then he walks in that room and see all this unbelief. He like, get out. Here's a little sidebar note if you're taking notes. Faith doesn't make room for feelings. Faith does not make room for feelings. And then we, we all we saw what happened in this story. But see, another thing we can't forget, this was all about Jairus' belief. See, this was not so much about Jesus. Because remember, Jairus, in order for Jesus to come, Jairus told Jesus, listen, come, lay your hands on my daughter, and she'll be healed and she'll live. And then while they're going, then the people, they come and say, don't trouble the master anymore, he's dead. What did Jesus tell Jairus? Only believe. See, if Jairus would have stopped believing, his daughter would have been dead. Hallelujah. So that's Jairus. Let's make it a little bit personal. What happens if you're in a Jairus situation? What happens if you're in a 12-year issue of blood situation? What happens maybe where your children can be taken away as slaves? Second Kings four and one. What about you're in a last meal situation? First Kings 17 and 12. 
See, whatever the situation is, what is your response? When a situation arises, how do you respond? Hmm. See, how you respond determines what's in your believing system. And I'm here to tell you that what you believe does matter. Some people say, I don't matter what I believe. What you believe does matter. So now, what is my requirement? What is my responsibility as a Christian concerning my beliefs? It's my responsibility to believe God. Tell somebody that. It's your responsibility to believe God. Yes. See, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jesus gave us a command in John 14 and 1 when he said, let not your heart be troubled or don't allow a trouble to trouble you. You believe in God. Believe also in me. That's a command. That's not up for debate. That's not an option. If we're born again believers, we have a command for the rest of our life to believe God. High five somebody, tell them I believe God. Hallelujah. Even Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please him. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let me try to end all of this. So now, let's go back to my foundational verses that I began with. Matthew, the ninth chapter, and I'm going to end. The ninth, you all getting some? You all getting some? The ninth chapter of Matthew, as we begin, verse 27, it says, When Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto him, You believe that I'm able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth it. Now, what was the proof? That these two blind men believed Jesus. The proof that they believed him was they got their sight. How do we know they believed him? They got their sight. And then in verse 29, when Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. I like how the Message Bible says it. And in the Message Bible, it says it like this. Become what you believe become what you believe hallelujah in other words I'm here to tell you become what you believe if you believe you're healed be healed if you believe you're delivered be delivered if you believe that you're free from depression then be free from depression. Oh, thank you, Jesus. If you believe you're blessed, be blessed. Become what you believe. Hallelujah. 
If you believe you're rich and prosperous, be rich and prosperous. If you believe you're the head and not the tail, be the head. I'm, I apologize. I'm getting excited. Because that's what the word of God does. The word of God excites me. Why does it excite me? Because the word of God changed my life. It's the word of God that healed me. It's the word of God that delivered me. It's the word of God that set me free. So if I get excited about the word of God, please excuse me. Yeah, talk about my say, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So if you believe the word of God, then you become what the word says you are. The word says we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. Be what the word says. Thank you, Jesus. Second one, Mark 10, 27. And I'm ending this. Mark 20, 10, 27. Jesus looking unto them saying, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Now in this verse, it shows us limitations or liberation. It shows us either being limited or limitless. And just think about what Jesus is literally, and he's saying here. He's saying, listen, man has limited power. Man, his abilities have restrictions. In other words, it's impossible for men to ever have unlimited possibilities. Why? Because man has limited knowledge. So now he's saying here, if you invest all of your beliefs in the ability and knowledge of man, you will be limited. If you invest your beliefs in the ability and knowledge of men, you will run into many stop signs in life. What do I mean by a stop sign? What you can't do. What you don't qualify for. Stop signs. If you invest all of your belief in men. But not with God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You see, there are no borders or boundaries or limitations when your belief is totally Invested in God. Oh, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. See, remember this. Part of your inheritance or part of your spiritual inheritance is God's ability. See, whatever God is able to do, you can do it too. That's part of your inheritance is God's ability. How do I know that? What do you think scripture's like? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What do you think that means? That means there are no limits. 
And part of your inheritance as a child of God, part of your inheritance as a born again believer is God's ability. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So now there are stop signs with men. But there are no stop signs to God. And if you're with God, there are no stop signs in front of you. See, it's a matter of who you with. Look at somebody say, who you with? See, either you with man, where you'll be limited, where there'll be stop signs, or you're with God, where there are no stop signs in front of you. See, this is why I like to say, your belief is the power for you to pursue the impossible. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What am I saying? You've got the power to pursue the impossible. You're not getting it. You, you've got the power. Your belief, you have the power to pursue the impossible. See what I mean, impossible. It might be impossible for man, but my belief, I got the power to pursue it. The giants may be big, but I got the power to pursue it. They may have told you no 50 times, but I got the power to pursue it. You got power to pursue the impossible. Why? Because there's nothing impossible with God. And if you are with God, there is nothing impossible for you. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Last verse and I'm done. Mark 9, 23. Woo, before we go to that verse, can you just clap your hands for Jesus? How? Glory to God. 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 <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Last verse. Mark 9, 23. This verse changed my life years ago. Jesus said, and we know the story that the father, his son being demon possessed, the disciples, they couldn't cast the demon out of him and all of that and all of that. We know the story. But verse 23, Jesus said unto him, Mark 9, 23, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. In other words, possibilities for you is based on your capacity to believe it. Possibilities for me is based on my capacity to believe it. What may be impossible for others does not mean it's impossible for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You see, Jesus is saying this verse, it literally delivers you from living with limitations. There's an expression we say, the sky's the limit. Nope, it ain't no limit. I know that's not good English. It, it's not no limit. That still ain't good English. You all know what I'm saying. The sky is not the limit. There aren't any limits. So he's saying it. I'm delivered from this living 
with limitations. And it really even doesn't matter what others say. Because trust me, I don't know about you. I know pastor for sure. You, you're going to have some haters. Some persecutors. And a lot of that, that comes because they just have a lack of knowledge. You know, I don't hate my haters. They just don't know what I know. See, see, don't, 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 don't get mad at your cousin. They just don't know what you know. You got inside information. Maybe mama didn't know it. Maybe daddy didn't know it. Maybe that's all right. But you got inside information. See, I learned over the years, you don't never, you don't, because of somebody else's experiences, you don't bring down the word of God for that. Well, you know, uh, mama tried that, but it didn't work. Maybe mama didn't know what you know. So-and-so, so tried to start that business and it ended. Maybe they didn't know what you know. You got inside information. You got belief. You got power. That nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Your belief can get to a level you can start a business out today and in 30 days make a million dollars, U.S. dollars. Uh oh, did I hurt? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If thou canst believe, it don't have anything to do with if my partner believed. It has nothing to do with if my brother believed. If thou canst believe, you can't stop my vow. If I can believe it, all things are possible. Woo! Glory to God. Folks, it's time for all of us to enlarge our capacity to believe. Let's make this. Let's make this promise. Let's, 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 let's finish the rest of this year believing more. Tell somebody that. I'm going to finish the rest of this year believing more. Yeah, I know you believed early in the year and you got some things, but it's time to believe some more. It's time to believe some more. Tell three people, let's believe some more. Let's believe some more. Let's believe some more. Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, all of us, many of us, we you know, you know, I, I've learned this. I'm not going to let everything take place in 2020. I know things will be 2020, but we're still in 2019. Some of you believe God for some things in the first of the year. And now because we only got three months left, you seem like, well, maybe it's going to happen in 2020. That devil is a liar. It can happen in 20 seconds. It can happen. Somebody give God praise. Woo! Glory to God. 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 Tell somebody, I believe now. Hey, 
now. Now I believe now. I believe now. My healing now. My deliverance now. My child coming back home now. I believe now. I believe now. I believe now. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give God an The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria.